Hello, hello, Potter family. It's been so long and I'm super happy to be back. I am Natalia Novais and I'm your host. And today I'm talking with Shivani Persad, who is a very dear friend of mine and one of the most inspiring people I know because she is so multifaceted. Shivani is a model. She has worked all over the world with many brands and she also works in tech. And we've met when we were both volunteering at the Model Alliance, where we both advocated for labor rights in the fashion industry. And Shivani is also a journalist and she has been published in so many magazines, Teen Vogue, Cosmopolitan, The Juggernaut, Vogue Business, and many, many more. She also went through a very beautiful, long health journey of accepting and loving her body in the modeling industry. And she tells us today how she learned to put her health and happiness as a priority. So if you're a model, if you're aspiring to become a model, or if you're just curious about this world, this episode is for you. And she has the best advice because she's been through so much and she knows so much about this industry. So I'm super honored and excited to share this conversation with you. I hope you enjoy it. I model probably about once or twice a month now. I'm really picky with who I choose. And I think similar to you, I've been doing it for like, you know, 13 years kind of thing. So I built up a good client base. I built up a good rate, mostly in like New York or LA, not really in Toronto as much. Like where I live at home, it's definitely not as busy there. And Montreal is not as busy either, but things are coming back a bit slowly here and there. But yeah, it's definitely not my main source of income anymore. But also being at this size now is different. It's like a new journey for me being like a size like six, eight. But it's been great because luckily the industry is changing as well. So there's a lot of work coming up and stuff which is great yeah it was obviously a huge acceptance journey like try to accept my body and cha- and like if I want to be you know stronger and sort of change my relationship with food and working out and all that it's been a huge journey but I'm very content with where I am right now I don't know if I could go back to full-time modeling mm-hmm. I like working in tech and I also like you know having this as like a side hustle different outlet kind of thing right but um, I'm happy where I am with it right now do you feel like if you were doing it full time, you would be affecting you more in your journey and your body image would be looking different? I think so. Yeah. Because what happened for me was during the pandemic, I read a book and Abby Langer has this book out called uh, Good Food, Bad Diet. Mm. And I read that for a podcast that I was actually hosting in in Canada for a big um a big book company in Canada called Indigo. It's basically like Barnes and Noble, but in Canada. So I got to interview her for that podcast that I was hosting. And she that book really changed my life and changed my relationship with food. And she really taught me from reading that book that you should not label food good food and bad food. That you don't need to be afraid of sugar. You don't need to be afraid of carbs. And so I'm sure same similar to you, grew up with, you know, being a model when you're younger, this idea of like 
you know, carbs are bad or, oh, if I eat this, I need to go work out or blah, blah, blah. These really unhealthy things that really mentally kind of traumatize you. Right. Um, and so I, I didn't have an eating disorder, but I definitely had disordered eating. It was a very binge restrict sort of thing for me. And so her book really helped me to not do that. But I kind of went totally 180 with it. And I just started finally just eating whatever the hell I wanted. And then I obviously gained a lot of weight. Like I gained like probably like 20 pounds. So I went from being like a size four to being like a size 10, 12. Mm -hmm. Then 2021, I was like the heaviest I've ever been. And obviously we're all so indoctrinated with looking like Mm. super skinny and all this crap and everybody's fat phobic and all this stuff. Right. And so I was dealing with all those internal things, but at the same time, it was so freeing to be like, I'm just eating whatever the fuck I want for the first time in like 15 years, you know? So it was this like internal struggle with that, right? Right. And throughout 2021, I also, you know, I changed careers. I moved back home, all this stuff. So it was a lot of changes happening. And the weight thing was a huge change too. And so I was kind of depressed in a lot of different ways. And then I started getting like different bodily pains and different like stomach issues and stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I do need to just chill a little bit. Because obviously something I'm eating isn't agreeing with me and maybe my my body isn't used to this weight gain and all these different things. So I was like, I definitely don't want to be as skinny as I was before. But wherever I am now, my body's also not happy because I just like, like I wasn't digesting my food properly. I was feeling like, you know, like heartburn as if it was like in my stomach kind of thing. That's like kind of what I was feeling. So I was like, okay, maybe I do need to adjust this diet and maybe not have this situation where I'm just eating whatever all the time. Yeah. I can still eat whatever I want, just in the right portions that feel good in my body. And I also don't have to feel bad about that, right? Like, and, and you can you can eat with no restrictions and still feel good, right? We grow up learning that we have to, you know, we have a certain body and yeah. we have to get that body to look a certain way mm-hmm. rather than what it is that my body needs right now. So, and, and that's the beauty of the journey of going back to like mindful eating yeah. and mindful exercising, just like you said, like not exercising to burn food. Yeah. Or like what, what, what type of movement makes you happy? Yeah. What type of movement makes you alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a lot of positive things that came with, you know, having this total food freedom and like gaining all that weight. But there was also a lot of things that I was like, okay, some of these things I think need some adjusting. Right. So, um, her name is Dr. Rachel Paul I, uh, on Instagram. Her thing is the college nutritionist or college nutritionist. And so I learned those two things from her, hunger cues, fullness cues, and then also just figuring out like, okay, what portions feel good in my body? So there is a part of the plan where you start with like very rough, she calls it B minus tracking. And so I just use a free app that she suggests um, for fitness, uh, sorry, for calorie tracking. And so when I did that, that's when I started learning. I was like, oh shit. Like, I never really thought about calories before, to be honest. Really interesting. Like, it's, with my clients, it's usually the opposite. People are counting too much. much. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, just forget about them for a sec. So for me, and I don't know how it was for you when you were in, your, in the first, you know, stages of modeling trying to be skinny. I never really thought about calories. I just thought about eating the least amount. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. I didn't think about Arguable. calories. I but, thought it was everything together. Yeah. That's only lots of numbers. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. So then I started just being like, all right, I don't have to look at these numbers as good or bad. So yeah, that just right. taught me to give like a different measure to food. Yeah. So I tracked, I tracked pretty intensely pretty much every single day in 2021 and 2022. 
Oh, right. That's and and now I don't really have to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. Now I now I just like kind of understand. Okay, where I feel really great is when I eat between like sixteen hundred to like nineteen hundred calories a day. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel super energized. Here's that's not well, anymore. <laughs> sixteen hundred is more like I feel like when I'm like feeling like okay, I've been overeating a lot. I feel really bad. Whatever. I just make sure that that's kind of more like when I'm like okay, I need to sort of reset a little bit right. and just have maybe some like just like plainer foods in my diet. And then when I'm like, okay, I'm good again, like 1900 and then over. Once I get to 19, I mean, I don't really count anymore. So I'm saying 19, that's probably more than that. But I knew before that's when I found like kind of my sweet spot. So now I don't really have to track anymore. But that really helps me just think about food in a different way. And I think a lot of people, you can definitely look at calorie tracking as like super dangerous and it can be. But the way she teaches it, this B minus sort of way was like, it's not about being being perfect about it and it's not about assigning value to food in that way it's just about recognizing what you're eating and what makes you feel good and what doesn't that's all it was and so that really helped me and then in 2022 i kind of realized okay i don't need to track as much anymore i'm feeling super good when i work out obviously when i work out those days when i lift really heavy like i want to eat a little more Mm -hmm. that makes sense because my body needs it I found that like that journey was really just about, okay, I knew that that being really skinny did not work for me. I knew that for sure. Then, But then I knew that like when I gained all that weight super fast, my body also wasn't happy then either. And then the beauty of mindful eating, like you realize you actually feel better if you eat healthy. Yeah. Like it's not about restricting. It's no. not listening. Yeah. And, yeah. and healthy is like you can still have like like you can do whatever you want. You just don't need to eat an. You don't need to eat a, a portion of it that feels bad for you. Gotcha. Right? Like she's like, start with your desserts. It could be a cupcake. It could be ice cream. It could be an almond bar. It could be whatever. Right? Like, but start with your dessert and don't think of it when you're planning your food as like a diet. Don't think right. of it as like, you know, like oh, I have to be this, 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 this. Just think of it as like this is all this amazing stuff I get to eat. Like, right. And that's why I really like joy. Exactly. And that's what I really like about her plan too is like it doesn't restrict anything. Obviously, I'm vegetarian, so I I don't eat like her meat stuff or I just like swap it. But I was also always that kind of person where like I'm not naturally like a kitchen person. I don't love cooking. I don't see that like the fun in that. So I always struggle to be like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? That's why I love her her meal planner because I know that everything is like, yeah, it's tracked with the calories. Again, I don't really need to look at that anymore. But it's just like easy. All her food is like five to 10 ingredients. It doesn't restrict anything. I know it tastes good. And it takes out that work for me of like, oh, I don't know what I want to eat today. Like, right. you know, the mental chatter. It's like, so much mental work. Yeah. It's so helpful to stop and think about your diet. And then you let your life flow a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. what we do is we never think about it strategically. And then every single day you're like, oh, what am I going to Exactly. On a plan. Exactly. Like, spend one hour every month yeah plan it totally so i do that on her plan but also to be honest it's the same thing now i don't even really need it because now i've learned through all her different like little methods and a bunch of other nutritionists like i'm sure everybody follows a bunch of people online but i just found you know what kind of works for me that's great and also i think learning some of the strategies that make your diet work for you so for example for me mm-hmm. it took me a long time to realize but i do eat sweets i eat everything but I would never have it without a lean protein. Right. I would never have it first. first. So, for example, even if I want to have, say, like granola bar that's very healthy, mm-hmm. but has more sugar, like natural sugar. Yeah. I will for sure have fiber before that. Smart. And it, it makes such a difference because the problem is like three hours later, the hunger that I feel 
really depends on what I ate three hours hold on totally. it's really about that like strategy yeah and not I, like oh I should not eat this or should not eat no 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 I'm learning about your body yeah how it works and like that that's the thing it's like it's science like that nutrition is science right like we can figure this out and that's what I learned about in Abby's book as well she was like every meal has to have proteins carbs fats and fiber if it doesn't, you're not going to feel full. Exactly. Like it just exactly. And I was like, oh my god, like two hours. That's so smart. Like I never thought about it. So and and all of Rachel's meals are like that. But now I'm just I've just learned how to do that. I've just learned how to be like, okay, if I want like a salad, that's fine. But I should also probably have tofu or eggs or you know something else with it. And then it's okay if there's like olive oil in the sauce or like whatever. Like, but just like I need that fat. I need like that fat from the avocado. I need like whatever it is. And so. And you know what's beautiful about that? Because it, it shifts your mindset from restriction yes. to abundance. It's abundant. Like, what can I add instead of like, exactly not have? That's exactly it. And that's what, Ab, that's what one of the first things Abby says in her book was like, instead of thinking about what you're taking away from your diet, I want you to start with thinking about what foods you're adding back in. I, that's what I always say to people. hundred percent. Because then your whole eating patterns are joyful again. Don't think about a pink elephant. Yeah, exactly. So what are you going to think about? Like, don't eat cake. Exactly. <laughs> totally. So, and I, and I still think I'm still on the journey. Mid-2022, I was like, okay, I'm on this eating plan. I'm losing weight here and there. So I, I had lost about like 10 pounds and my body started to feel healthier again. And and by the way, that's not for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I, do, I don't like the idea of associating losing weight with being healthy because that's not necessarily yeah. true for everybody. There's like, when it comes to health, there's nothing that's for everybody. Exactly. Like nothing. Everybody's different and our lives. Change. Yeah. So what was good for me 10 years ago is not good. Exactly. So at that time, that was good for me. I lost that weight and I started feeling better. And I, I realized too, like the scale is like just such BS. Like that also doesn't make, right. make sense, but I started gaining it back in terms of muscle, which is great. Awesome. So I, I knew because my size went down, but the scale went up. Uh-huh. So I knew I'm like, oh, guys, the ideal scenario. That's muscle, right? So I was like, okay, great. Um, and then now I'm at a place where I don't really calorie track anymore. I just kind of eat what feels good. Um, and like, yeah, I, I just now I'm focusing on trying to get stronger and I'm trying to get it out of my mind of like, oh, you know, skinny equals pretty or that I need to get smaller to be more attractive or whatever it is. I'm trying to get that out of my mind, but I'm not going to lie and say that it's out of my mind because we're so brainwashed that it's not just us as models. It's obviously on a different level when it's when it's when it's associated with your income and things like that. Right. And like I try to, to eat as much as I can on that plan because I don't restrict anything and it makes me happy and I feel good. That's amazing. Yeah. But I'm still I definitely still have a goal in my mind of like the amount of weight that I want to be able to lift and like okay. those types of things. I'm still in that place. Uh, but I think I'm on a much better journey of like what I know that I can eat whatever I want in a certain way to feel in good portions to feel healthy. And I'm getting stronger with my workouts. And like, that's just the most important thing to me. So I'm, I'm in a good place, I think right now. Throughout your journey, have you ever felt like out of control with food or anything like that? Yeah, that, definitely. When I realized that like when I was like, okay, screw this, I'm gonna eat whatever I want, I don't care. At a certain point, I was like, I am literally eating anything and everything. And I also I also don't know if that was health. Like I don't think that was necessarily healthy either. Right. Because I felt so crappy. Like my body was just like tired all the time, weak all the time. Mm-hmm. Every natural function, breathing, sleeping, everything oh, yeah. felt crappy, right? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm out of control. Like this is definitely not a solution either. But I'm glad that I had that time because yeah, I learned. Yeah, and 
And as you know, like when you have that restricted like model fashion mindset of like restrict, 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 you lose the joy in food. Exactly. Right. And once you have, you're like, fuck it. I want to have everything. everything. And and I did. And, that's and I'm right. happy that I did. Oh, and I, it's so important. I found uh, so much joy in it. Right. And But now it's about just doing it in a way that's a bit more sustainable. Right. And, and the reason why I work with models is because I went through the same process and then I looked back and like, I'm so grateful for my journey, but mm-hmm. I, I really, really hope I can, you know, skip that step and just go to the joyful part. Totally. Like you don't have to go to the other extreme and everybody's journey is different, but that's very few models or women in general mm-hmm. actually enjoy eating. Yeah. Like we're just afraid of food. Yeah. And it, we really are. It's heartbreaking. It like, is. It's the thing you do every day. That, like, and it's so joyful. Oh, food is exactly. Food is everything, dude. Like yeah. I now look forward to my meals and making them and like so much the one thing i i will say i did change is during the pandemic i brought eggs back into my diet i hadn't eaten eggs for many many years probably probably 10-ish years almost i've been vegetarian for 17 years now so yeah i and that was the one thing that for me it actually did make a huge difference for me i eat them almost every day um i eat like avocado almost every day those kinds of things and it, it made a huge difference for me and that was one thing that i was like and now my husband makes fun of me that i'm gonna bring all the meat back into my diet and i'm like no i'm not right definitely not for sure because right. meat doesn't feel good in my body and that's just it no saying here I, yeah it is just is what it is but in the same way that like milk doesn't feel good in my body but meat for sure but eggs was like a thing i, I brought back in it works i'm happy with it i'm like cool you know awesome yeah you learn that maybe in 10 years yeah no maybe i'll take it out again i don't know like whatever yeah you don't know whatever works for you <laughs> tell me with you know with the changes in your body size mm-hmm. How did the industry react and how did their agents react? How was that process? Yeah. So I think for a long time, I thought, okay, I still, whatever. I'm still going to be a straight size model. Like, this is not a big deal. I don't think I realized until I started seeing, like, pictures of myself. I was like, oh, I'm definitely not a size four. Like, 100% I am not a size four. There's no way in hell. Like, I, you know? And then I had a discussion with them. Like, you know who they are because you, we used to the same agency. Um, and they were like, hey, like, I think if you, you know, you're now in this new size, I think that you should try being curved. I think it's going to be great. So lucky because for me, it was like, I'm sure. Sorry. And, you know, different times. Exactly. Uh, how to transition, transition. I don't know what word to you. Yeah. <laughs> but I went into curve uh, in 2014. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. The the big agencies were like, yeah, exactly. The plus size, of course, like if you're a size 12 plus. Yeah or that but so there was that they had the other board yeah and there was no in between back then yeah right. but yeah I'm there I'm lucky that they have it and um yeah so I switched and you know mentally that fucks you up a little too right because then you're like oh, my plus size yeah because that also feels wrong to say because first of all I don't even like the categories I just think like models are whatever size they are there's no straight curve plus what is what are these categories we're either we're just the size we are like so I don't I don't even like saying plus or curve or whatever because I don't want to make anybody feel bad about their size or what it is I just say like yeah I'm a size 68 yeah I, I used to do that a lot I'm like I'm a size 8 model yeah which it's also not ideal but I think yeah I just got tired um I don't know if that happened to you but for me when I went from like a size 4 to an 8 that was like the big shit mm-hmm. right because you, you go from like reading like super skinny to like an average size, yeah. An average size. But I I felt the difference in, in how people reacted when I said I wasn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, no. you? They don't speak here. Yeah. I think it's not, you know, it's not even a judgment. It's more like, you don't look like a model anymore. Yeah. Because it's their kind of whatever their idea of it is, is they're, they're being sold whatever society is being sold. Exactly. So they don't understand. Yeah. It's super hard to like see that changing reaction. Yeah. For me, it's been a couple of months. So I was like, it definitely happened to me as well. But also to your point, it happened to me later. So, right. So now a lot of people like this is we're talking just in the last two years. That's right. True. Now we look at any billboard. And yeah, yeah. All different sizes, girls, which is perfect. Yeah. And so now people. Yeah. I def- but I, yes, definitely. I don't think people realize now that I'm I was on the level that I was of like the clients that I worked with or the money that I made or the, the lifestyle that like gotcha. that it was actually like, yes, I was a full time model. Like, right. I think when I was skinny and said that people were people t- like two in two seconds was like, yeah, but then you're you know, you're your plus or your, your your size changes, you get bigger and then it's like all of a sudden like they just assume it's a hobby. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, like I was like a high level model. And yeah. And it's crazy because my plus size model friends are like the most success, some of the most successful models that I know. Yeah. And they work with the biggest brands. I And, yeah. and I'm like, so and, and you just look at them as less oh. successful because they're bigger. Like that's yeah, no, ridiculous. Are killing they are. I, I miss my curve. And they're and they're also like they're also setting a great precedent by working for these brands, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, so there needs to be more of them. But yes, for sure the 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 shift has has changed for sure. And then now that I'm kind of shifting into this more curved middle type of space, like six eight, yeah, I'm finding people's attitudes are changing once again. Like when I say I'm a model, but whatever, you know. Yeah, it's all just we just have to stop kind of caring about it. I love your journey. I think it's awesome. But I will say, like, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not positive every day, too, right? But yeah. And there are days that I wake up and I'm like, I don't like my belly right now. Oh, I want I want my abs back. Oh, my thighs look huge. Or my arms. Lately, it's, for me, my, my insecurity is in my arms. I'm really feeling like, like, I used to be able to put on a slinky dress and feel sexy. Now I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like my freaking arms look huge. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, so if that also happens. And I don't, I don't want to contribute to this idea of fat phobia because I think it's fucked. Like, I, obviously, yeah, right? Yeah. I think, but yeah, no, but you bring such an important point, which is it's like a pressure on the other side of like, oh, I don't accept myself fully. So therefore I'm wrong. It's like, exactly. Oh, like, you should look a certain way and but also you shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah, exactly. Because we are also consuming images. We're also getting brainwashed by society. Um, And also to be frank, like as models, we we contributed to that brainwashing for other people. And I'm like very aware of that, right? Which is why now I try to be like, oh my God, I just want everybody to like feel happy in their body. Yeah. And like, no matter what the size and whatever. And that's why I I think my, my other, you know, friends, other people that we know, that are very successful, you know, plus size models. I'm like, we just need more of them. Yeah. Because we need to just, we need to shift this whole narrative of just like skinny is pretty. We need to just, we, yeah, no, I, the I, whole thing has to change. And the only way it's going to change is more and more and more of those women and men, men too, because we don't even, that's a totally different discussion, but we don't even have enough like representation for men of different sizes. Yeah. But women for sure, like we, it was once the, that starts getting switched, we'll hopefully all stop having this fat phobia and stop having, yeah. you know, this idea that like skinny equals attractive. Like, yeah, no, it's hopefully. So, no, I, I I think the more I live and I talk to people about this, the more I work as a health coach, I think there's almost like a, a human challenge to accept our bodies. And I almost feel like it is close to impossible to love it all the time everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally normal um, to 
you know, have some insecurities. Yeah. Like it's more about how you react to the insecurity than not having the insecurity. Yeah. I think that's a hundred percent it. Right. Because it's the same thing with anything in life. You're never going to be a hundred percent okay with your relationship. You're never going to be a hundred percent okay with work. You're never going to be a hundred percent okay with, you know, maybe where you live. Like yeah. nothing is going to be perfect all the time. So it's more about us figuring out how do we react in all the situations when we are uncomfortable as opposed to being like, oh my God, oh my God, let me, I, let me try to make it perfect all the time. That's right. never going to work. No. And you were mentioning your arms for me it was always my ties. So I'll be like, you know, when I was really deep, you know, when a lot of body must trouble, I'd be like, oh my God, my ties are horrible. What, what am I going to do? I'm not going out. Never gonna wear a skirt. Yeah, I'm gonna hide. And now, you know, every now, I'm, honestly, I feel really good right now. But you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And then you're like, okay, but I have, I love myself. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm more than that. Yeah, and you're. It doesn't mean the discomfort is not there anymore. It can be there, but you're just like, you're there. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I just do that gender anymore. Yeah, I'm not gonna let it affect my life. Like maybe, <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe I don't feel good in that outfit. Okay, I'll get just get another one. It's not that big of a I'll just change it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that took a really long time because that in the past, to your point, I would be like, I don't even want to go out. I don't even want to see anybody right now. You know? At least in my experience, I was so focused on other people's perceptions of that other thing. Yeah. That is the like the biggest problem. Yeah. Because then you're like your body is something to be looked at versus Something for all you to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And your your vehicle, that's exactly it. So now I'm just trying to I'm trying to switch that around. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um and they also like it's hard it's hard that I A work in an industry where <laughs> let's be frank, it's about how you look. Exactly. But also my husband works in an industry where it's all about athletes and like Did that affect you? Yeah, sometimes from a peak performance perspective right like definitely I think holy shit that person's so fast or so strong or I want to be like that and then also I do think yeah I mean they fucking look good too like they're physical you know yeah so that's hard too so and my husband also like he doesn't have like body fat you know what I mean he's super fit but he eats a lot like he eats whatever he wants and yeah, he eats sure a lot exercising all the time exactly but he also like squats like 225 pounds or like whatever right so he's super strong but like so that's hard. That's definitely hard too. But one thing like he definitely taught me is like, you can be strong at any size. Like he was like, it doesn't matter. Like you definitely like whether someone is, has fat or has abs, they could probably lift the same weight if they like your optimal strength and peak performance like looks different for everybody. Right. So that's definitely something that I learned from him. And just also just like he's really disciplined. And I learned that like the consistency part of it is so much more important than what you're actually doing. Yeah, trying to stick on that like, okay, Shivani, you found a diet plan or an eating plan that works for you that you feel healthy, just do it. Yeah, like you cannot be lazy about this, right? Yeah. And so that's why working out for me was hard because it's I when I was at Aerospace in New York working out six days a week, it was the first time in my life that I had ever found a workout that I could be consistent with. But I was consistent for the wrong reason. I was just trying to be skinny. Gotcha. Whereas now with F45, I finally, again, went through a whole journey of like, what is, what do I want to do for my body? I found F45 and being very consistent with it. And now I'm being consistent for the right reasons. Now I'm just like, I just want to get stronger. Right. And I just want to have workouts be therapy for me. Like workouts are what de-stresses me at the end of the day. Yeah. And then the more science that comes out and we learn about just exercise being good for our, our our bodies and our minds, it just makes me so much more like be be so much more consistent with it. And like now the 
I would say too, like stopping the calorie counting. I, I feel like stupid now for mentioning it earlier because I honestly don't even really count anymore. But like, yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, but stopping the calorie counting, I think, has also helped me realize that like once I figure out what foods I like that I enjoy eating that make me feel healthy, happy, full, I don't need to 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 think about it in such a like numeric sort of way anymore. And, and that has really helped me be consistent as well because in the beginning with the calorie counting, like I said, to a certain point, it was very positive for me because I started to look at food differently, yeah. but it was also stressful, right? Because once I hit, what if I hit my, my whatever yeah. max and I was still hungry, I would feel so bad and guilty. And that's why the, this B minus tracking thing was good for me because I was right. like, whatever, like I'm still going to eat if I'm hungry and I'll figure out whatever the balance is, like right. whatever, you know? And like, I've also learned to like, if I have an, a day where I consider like, oh crap, I feel really bad. Maybe I overate or I ate something that made me feel sick or whatever it was. I'm like, you know what, Shmari? It's fine. It's just one day. Exactly. Who cares? Like, just like a... Uh, one thing is that you learn. Like, oh, next time I'm going to like eat a little slower. Yeah. I don't have to be through the... It's not about the weight because like, I don't want to go through the pain. Exactly. Or something that just didn't agree with my body, like whatever. And so yeah. I'm just taking it day by day now as well. And like Gorgeous. that's helped me be really consistent with it. And like... So certain mindset changes too, right? Like, so one thing I'll do is like, yeah, I'll definitely work out on a, on a vacation, but I'm not, I'm not counting calories. I am not thinking about what I'm eating. I am not nothing Yeah. on a vacation or I'm like, what, whatever. Like, and if I feel shitty, well, that's going to suck, but whatever, right. you know, whereas yeah. like, I'm a bit more mindful about it when I'm not on a vacation, you know? So true. It's so important. And you know, even working as a health coach and you know, a mindful eating coach, mm -hmm. always like the end goal is for you to not have food be the center of your life. Yeah, I got it. Oh, it's not about eating perfectly. It's like, like how can you lower all the chatter? Yeah, enjoy food whenever you're having it and not think about it when you're not. Exactly. That is the goal. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's what that's what for me, like I feel like I have like an attention deficit. So I need a lot of structure, but also it's hard for me to follow structure. So that's what this plan was able to do for me and right. find finding that way of like, okay, I don't love cooking. So let me find things that are like five to 10 ingredients, less than 30 minutes prep. And then I, so I yeah. yeah, I like what I eat. And now I'm like, okay, I have that loose structure that I can follow, but I can, I can follow it quote unquote loosely, but very consistently. That, that exactly. Having freedom within a framework. Exactly. I always, always say that. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Right. I like that. So when you like now as a model that has been in the industry for, you know, 15 years, 13 years, 13 years yes. When you, you know, maybe you're in a casting, when yeah. you meet younger girls that are just starting, uh -huh. like, what are some of the thoughts that come to your mind? Like, what would be, what would be the biggest advice you would give to them? This is not your whole life. <laughs> this is just a part of your life. And yes, it's your career and that's really important and you should take it seriously because I also think a lot of people talk a lot of shit about our industry and they have no idea what they're talking about. It's a career. Exactly. It's a career. It's hard work. Everyone that knows. Yeah. Everyone that works in fashion works super hard and this takes a lot of intelligence. It takes a lot of discipline. Um, and yes, you should absolutely, you should absolutely dedicate yourself to it, but also it's not your whole life. And your relationships are important and your health is important. Yeah. And if you feel like you're being mistreated or whatever, you should, of course, like speak up, mm -hmm. but also understand too that like, it's not always 
about you. <laughs> yeah, that's such like, good advice. Right? I like, see that all the time. Also, right. don't take things super personally. Right. Right? Still a perfect. Like, nobody would be paying you if it was supposed to only be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and also, like, some balance there. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I meet people from the younger generation and I'm like, you also need to understand too, like maybe one agency is going to work for you, but it's not going to work for another girl and that's fine. Right. Or maybe it's not going to work for you, but it is going to work for your friend and that's fine. Like it's still a business, right? Right. Your agents are not your friends. Oof, that's a great advice. But like, right. So it's like, yes, I definitely see a lot of girls. I would like talk a lot of shit about agents and a lot of shit about clients oh, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I've seen that. And I'm like, listen, you never become successful. No, I'm like, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Like, I, I understand if, if somebody's like treating you shitty right. or if somebody you, you think is being, you know, whatever racist or, or whatever it is right of course to a certain extent like know how you deal with that person right and may and of course like if somebody assaults you or something of course say something like you know what i mean but at the same time like understand that these people again like they're not the be all and end all like talking shit is not going to get you anywhere either just learn how to deal with those people yeah and also and just don't deal with them if they're being ridiculous right right, right. just yeah. much like <laughs> no totally and also like i've seen a lot of blaming yeah back of work yeah so when you know there's a slow season or something and they i've seen a lot of models like directly like blame the agents you're like maybe it's not even you like you said it's not all about you but maybe it's the industry is different it's totally different so it's, it, it really requires some level of maturity awareness and maturity and understanding you're not the center of exactly right and like also like my biggest thing is like to your point when people complain about lack of work or something i'm like guys they're not sabotaging your career you understand you understand yeah if you don't make money they don't make money right Right. it is not in their best interest to sabotage you oh i didn't get that like no that's what i like and i I don't want it to seem like we're being insensitive or that we're not you know right super tough trying to understand people's problems i totally understand and of course you should never be like mistreated but yeah. what I'm saying is you need to be able to interpret what that actually is. Right. Right. Is what I'm saying. And like, like I've, I've even had girls call like an agent racist or something. And I'm like, they're, they're not being racist, babe. They're being realistic with you that this is a racist industry. Uh, this is sometimes they're just trying to communicate what the industry is saying. Because a lot of people think that agents have power, mm-hmm. like as much as they kind of have legal. Like they're just trying to sell the clients what the clients want. Like who had the power in this industry are the big brands. It's the clients. They yeah. And they need to like change things. Are, yeah. yeah. And I don't definitely see some like wrong like associations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not to say that agents are perfect. They do make they make oh, got tons of mistakes. And I've had oh, no, yeah. tons of fights, arguments, decisions, right, like right, right. discussions with agents about things. Like of course I'm not saying they're perfect, but at the same time I understand the part that you play in it and understand yeah. like certain people the, the way that you're going to be the way that you're going to communicate with them and at the end of the day if it's not working for you that's it's fine business. it's a business it's move on switch to somewhere else yeah but the co- constant gossiping constant mm. talking shit constant yeah. like all of, that's not helping anybody and again like we're not the center of the universe here guys like it's fine yeah. we're all working we're all in this industry if it's not working here okay great i'm just gonna go somewhere else whatever bye has to be that attitude and i've seen that over and over again same the beginning of my career like the girls that were always or you know the models in general they were always complaining Mm -hmm. always like all that like stop modeling pretty early yeah it is the long-term career people were the people that understood like okay yeah and is what it is and that's with any agency or oh sorry that's with any industry i think there's a fine line between realizing when it's actually 
you're actually being mistreated. This is actually a huge deal. Mm-hmm. This is actually like something that, you know what? This warrants a formal complaint. Right. There's a there's a line between that and it being like, yeah, you know what? Not everybody's nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and not yeah. everybody communicates exactly how you communicate. Yeah. And not everybody is super easy to deal with. And no Sorry. Like to success. Exactly. Like, that's the one thing like nobody owes you anything. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, I mean, I wish it was different. Of course, if you want to get something out to like one friend or something, okay, yeah, that's yeah, you have to be very safe space. Yeah, oh my god, but but yeah, I do think there's there's a level of like constant blaming or skate or talking shit all the time. I'm like, okay, but at the same time, she went there while they were to think about it. It's just so fucking tough. I don't think it is tough. It totally, it's crazy. It's definitely tough, and that's why I try my best to talk to the younger girls and say, like, try your best to have a positive attitude. It's not an easy industry definitely don't let people mistreat you don't let don't you know be careful of this and this and that because it's a super dangerous industry as well but at the same time it is a career it is work it is commitment it is a serious job um but at the end of the day it should not be your whole world yeah and which also brings me to our last topic which is it's not only not your whole life but it's not going to be there forever exactly and i've heard that since the beginning of my career and i knew that and you know i went to school and I've been preparing but I think as a model and, and when you have like a 10 plus year career yeah there is like definitely a lot of resistance of, of letting it go and when you get older things start to slow down which you were expecting mm-hmm. but tell me a little bit how that has been going on for you I know that you're working a lot so it's not you know you're still there but I'm sure as you grew older your career changed right like mm-hmm. so how, how has that process been for you yeah it's definitely different the biggest thing for me was like my identity as a model and that's what I'm trying to say when I tell younger girls like it's not your whole life like yes it's your job but it doesn't necessarily have to be your whole identity and like I started a little bit later right like I didn't start modeling when I was like 15 16 like everyone else I was 18 yeah I was 20 when I started when I started I was 20 exactly what I always say if I have a daughter that's or your son when it's a model one year older yeah like full time when you're older for sure so that's when I started and so I feel like I was already sort of a little bit older which which is so nice and I genuinely fear and like want to be there for any young girl that ever needs anything because it's so hard and it's so lonely yeah but um yeah I started when I was later so uh, like older so it was I mean I never even thought I would have a full-time modeling career I didn't think it was full-time for me at all I was like I'm just gonna do this on the side whatever and then I realized in order to truly be successful at it and to even get decent rates like it has to be full-time it was such a tough decision it was for me to like job school yeah it was for me too I had finished school but for me to be like okay yeah I'm actually gonna move to Europe I was like oh crap this is a huge deal and I have no money like what am I gonna do so it, it was a huge deal but obviously I'm super glad I did it but Yeah, so I always kind of always had in the back of my mind, even when I started being full-time with it, I always had in the back of my mind, like, I'm probably going to do more. Even though I already had two degrees, I'm like, I'm probably going to do school again. I want to make sure I'm always taking courses. I want to make sure I'm always looking into, okay, do something else on top of it all the time. And that's what I mean when I say to other girls, don't make it your whole world. You can still model and be successful and be very serious about it, but also have in the back of your mind, what what else can I be learning somewhere else? And you have to, as much as like, this is a craft, Mm-hmm. Art. I think it is art sometimes. It is, yeah. Your job. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not, you have to exercise your brain. It's not the type of activity that requires a lot of like reasoning. 
And it's not to say models are dumb or anything like that. No, no, no. You have to have something that, you know, messes with your reasoning. Yeah. So exercises your brain in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just a necessity of, of yeah. being a human being. You have to feel, you know, intellectually challenged. Yeah. And like there are definitely a lot of ways in which modeling does intellectually challenge you. Sure. Once you get to a certain point with it, it's sort of rinse and repeat, right? Like, you know what you're doing right. on a set. Yeah, you're right. I feel like the first five years, there's definitely like a lot of going logic and reasoning and figuring out. You're like reading another side, but like you don't need like a, you know, anything else. But you're right. I think it gets to a point where it's just like, you know what's happening. Yeah. Now I'm like, this is like a dude in my sleep. Like, you know, oh, we're the same. Exactly. But yeah, I like it. That's why I love working in tech because I love exercising my brain in this different way. And I, one thing I actually love that I find with a lot of younger girls is they actually already have something else going on. I know. I didn't know what it's And I love that. My generation, our just old body. Well, no. Like you're a model. Yeah, and I remember like me, I dropped school to become a model, and that was already like something. You know, you actually went to university, like that's a lot. Yeah, Um, which but now a lot of them are they're either in school, they have their own businesses, they're like you know they 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 are personal trainers, are all these other things, and I'm like I'm so happy that they kind of already skipped that step. They already have something else going on. Yeah, and I'm like good, you you absolutely should. Or a lot of them are like they run their own businesses as as influencers or as you know whatever. So I'm I'm like good because that would be my other piece of advice is always try to have something else going on too because this isn't your be all end all. This is not define your worth. Absolutely not. Does not define your worth. And like as long as you understand that like this is a small yes this is important part of your life. It's a small part of your life. It's not your whole life. And don't neglect other things for this. And I think that goes through every single career. The only difference with being a model is that the relationship you have with your agency is like no other in terms of like there's no other career where your agency can really own that much of you in terms of where you live. Your sometimes they control your rent if you live in a model oh, like any point. Yeah. All those things, yeah, right? That is different. Yeah. Yeah, that is like that. They can they can control to a certain extent what you eat. Like, yeah, that is that doesn't occur in other careers. Maybe acting to a certain degree. Yeah, but not even because they don't. It's not the same setup of the whole like with the environment. Exactly. That living situation is different. But yes, like that, you know, we used to talk about that, the model alliance a lot. Right. Where like that is with this is one career where, yeah, that is different. And so. To, in that respect, yes, that relationship with like agents and clients and it taking over that many facets of your life. Yeah, that's different. But all the other advice, I would say, yeah, is pretty similar to the only that uh, well, the agency part of it, but then also in the control part of it. But also the fact that it's really based on how you look that yeah. as well. Oh, that is such a mind. That is such a mindfuck. Yeah. <laughs> but other than those two things, which are, yes, huge things. But at the same time, I think a lot of the advice could be applied to a lot of other types of work, too. It's not your whole life. It's not healthy. It's You're so much more than that. Yeah, it's not healthy to just associate your whole... I mean, which is why I also, like, you know, obviously we're, can we, contrib- we all contribute to, like, capitalism. But that's why, like, I think it's so evil. That root of it, that, like, working is everything. Like, and that we should all, you know, be striving towards something work-wise. I'm like... Why should we be striving towards something in relationships and, well, this happiness? Like, you know, this is something I I have been thinking lately because, (laughs) oh man, but um, I thought I didn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a crazy thought, but I just realized, like, so I went through my whole feminist journey, which was fantastic and beautiful and empowering. Yeah, I think there's a little part of me 
other work like addiction thing mm-hmm. i think as women we're going through like a historical transition that's really tricky it's like yes i love working but i'm also like i know there's a little part of that love for work that's almost like a little tough it's very toxic yeah and i'm trying to now, now that i've switched into tech as well if i can only imagine i'm trying to figure out how to not have that because a lot of it like i mean i hated this last company that i was at but a lot of it like i actually do really enjoy it like i'm a content marketer right it's creative it's fun i like writing i like coming up with strategies it is fun but i also need to learn like at five o'clock i should close my freaking laptop and live the rest of my life and have boundaries and do things with my husband and go see my parents and you know so I'm learning that as well and I'm learning the value of like you know people talk a lot of shit about like lazy girl jobs and all this stuff and I'm like listen I'm like that's smart okay if a girl if someone finds a job where they're like okay I like what I do maybe I make a decent salary I close my laptop at five and I go live my life Girl, you do you. Yeah. You do not have to be the VP. You do not have to want to be the CEO. Yes. It's just a job. You know? It's whatever makes you happy. And that's the that's the other that's the thing too. Like at the end of the day, as much as this life, like being a model, takes over our lives in a lot of ways, at the end of the day, it's just a job. It's just a job. Oh man. Like that's the way that's kind of the way that I'm trying to see to approach it. And if I ever do get to talk to young to when I do get to talk to younger girls, that's what I yeah. that's what I try to say, you know? And I think what you were talking about is really what confidence means. Yeah. Like you're comfortable with who you are. And, and that takes... The rest is success. And that takes time too, right? Like yeah, I don't want to yeah. judge anybody along that way. We're all in our journey. Yeah. Even if I disagree with you along the way, whatever. Like I've had younger girls that I've, you know, given advice to and maybe they disagree with me with certain things. I'm like, that's cool. Like yeah. that's your journey, whatever it is. Like I, w- I wish everyone all the best. We're kind of brainwashed. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do this episode with you because you were one of the few models i know that you have always had that in you like you've always done other types of work you like didn't care about you know like being a certain size and it's really there's a lot of power to that thank you i appreciate it and that's it for today thank you for listening don't forget to follow shivani on instagram i'm gonna leave her handle on the description of this episode and she loves to answer questions And if you are struggling with your daily habits, if you are not satisfied with how you eat, how you exercise, anything like that, please DM me on Instagram, noviasnati. I'm going to leave my handle in the description of this episode and I'm offering one-on-one sessions and I would be so happy to talk to you and tell you how I can help you on your journey. Thanks for listening.